Hello, this is Pastor Becca Bateman of Doylestown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become so busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear Sunday's sermon, along with a scripture lesson from that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all the diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. Now, after searching the scriptures to the best of my ability and checking with Pauline, I've discovered that Jesus was not Presbyterian. (laughs) In Matthew's gospel, you recall Jesus saying, when two or more are gathered in my name, behold, I am in the midst of them. If he were Presbyterian, He would have said when two or more Presbyterians from Doylestown are gathered together, there has to be food somewhere. (laughs) We all love to meet and eat and greet one another. The chapter that we're looking at today, the sixth chapter, really is about food. It begins with one of the most famous stories of food on earth. The world's largest church potluck dinner, the feeding of the 5,000. And when Jesus finishes that miracle, or as John would say, one of the signs of who he is, he walks on water. Peter tries to do that, and well, he got wet. But then John will go on to say, they went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum. And there he stopped and looked around and lo and behold, all the folks who were at that potluck are now rowing their boats toward him. They're coming because they want to learn a little more about who is this person. But before you can butter your biscuit, the whole discussion turns into one of food. And Jesus says to them, you're more interested in what fills your tummy than you are in the food for eternal life. You're more interested in the food that perishes instead of the food that will give you life. And they don't get it. And so they push Jesus a bit, and so they remind Jesus, well, our ancestors, when they were in the wilderness, they received manna. Moses gave them manna from heaven. And Jesus says, no, Moses didn't give them anything. The bread came from God. God gave them the bread of heaven. And then Jesus makes it as clear as possible. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of eternal life. See, the problem is, when they looked at Jesus in their lives, they were more interested in soul food 
things like fried chicken, collard greens, and peach cobbler. Jesus was interested in something greater. Food for your soul. He was interested in things like forgiveness, and grace, acceptance, and eternal life. What shape is your soul in this morning? What shape is mine? I wonder if there might be just someone here this morning who needs to have the word of forgiveness on their soul. You know, it's the hardest person to forgive is often yourself for what you have done when you knew better. There might be someone here who needs some soul food because it's been a really stressful week. The harder you tried, it seemed things just got worse. So you tossed and you turned all night. And you need a little peace for your soul. There might be someone here this morning who needs some healing, not just in body, but in spirit. You know, sometimes in families, things become unraveled. A word is said that shouldn't have been said. Something was done that should not have happened. And you would like some healing for those relationships, even in your own family, that might be coming unraveled. Food for your soul. So listen as I read from John. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life which is the Son of Man who will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. And then they said to him, What must, must we do to perform the works of God? And Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. And so they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from the heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses 
who gave you the bread from heaven. But it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Gracious God, as we gather once again in this place, we have come to worship you. We ask that you quiet within us every voice but your own, that we might hear again the word of life. Amen. One of the best associate pastors I ever had was Lisa Hickman. Lisa went on to get her PhD and she wrote a book, Worshiping Together. And in that book, Lisa tells this story. It's a story that happened during the Second World War when many children, because of the devastation of the war, were left as orphans. Similar thing is happening today all around the world. Sad how the children sometimes are the victims of so much war. And so as they wondered, what are we going to do with all these orphans? Orphans who are literally trying to just stay alive. They ate the crumbs of life wherever they could find them. And suddenly, throughout many, many communities in Europe, families opened their homes and their hearts to the orphan children. They wanted to offer them a safe haven, a home, a warm bed, and food, and love. As you could well imagine, when the children arrived, they were very frightened. They still had all those memories and images of what they had to endure in their little lives. It was hard for them to trust anyone. And they were anxious because there had been so many emotional wounds placed upon them. And the worst time was at night. At night when they would go to bed and you could hear their weeping in the night. Worried about when is this going to end? Am I going to be thrown out from here? Will I have food tomorrow? Will someone still care for me? What will happen to me? 
No matter what they tried, they couldn't get the little ones to stop crying at night. And then someone came up with an idea. And that idea spread to all those communities throughout Europe. She said, take a piece of bread and, and just tuck it into their little hands before they go to bed. And it worked. You see, it wasn't so much soul food as it was food for their little souls. Well, after she told that story, she said the, the young pastor, the associate, and an elder went to serve communion, as you often do here, extended communion to those in their homes. And so they went to the home of one beloved member, always faithful, always faithful. But now her body was racked with cancer. Just a few weeks earlier, she had been up and about. Her cheeks were still a little rosy. But two weeks later, the cancer had taken its toll. She could hardly move. She could hardly speak. And she could hardly swallow. And the young pastor and the elder realized this as they took the cup and the bread. They didn't want her to choke. And so the elder said to the, to, to the minister, what are we going to do? So the, the young pastor, who went off to seminary and was ordained, replied, I don't know. But she answered her own question then. She took the cup, and with her finger she touched the cup and gently placed it on the lips of the person. And then she took the bread, and she put it in her hand, and she held her hand, and a smile came across the woman's face. She had been given the bread of life, the bread of eternal life. Every time we have communion, in the prayer we say, O oh Lord, as this bread is the body of Christ for us, send us out into the world to be your body of Christ. Lisa reflected and said, sometimes the church needs to think about what they're putting in people's hands. What it needs to be is a morsel of kindness, the bread of tenderness, the word of acceptance and grace and love. Everyone's looking for some food for their soul. Now, 
I'm not good on a computer, but I did Google best soul food in Doylestown. <laughs> one's called Cafe with Soul. Another one's called The Big Easy. Another one's called The Taste of Soul. I haven't been to any of them. I don't know if you have or not. But you see, this morning we're talking about something that doesn't perish. We're talking about the bread of life that's on this table, and the cup that's on this table. We're talking about the body of Christ broken for you, the cup of salvation poured for you. So this morning, I know you've probably taken communion so many times you haven't kept count. But this morning, when you get the cup and you receive the cup, take just an extra second and touch it to your lips. When you receive the bread, just hold it for a little extra second this morning to know that it is the bread of life. Because no matter where you go in Doylestown, the best soul food is the food for your soul. And it's right here this morning, waiting for you. Come, let us break bread together. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.